And welcome in to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Lewis Maddox and Bailey Tate here on the call for Columbia Central Football. And things are about to kick off. We're about, we've had some technical difficulties here before the kickoff. And, uh, but all the pageantry, everything going on pregame for Columbia Athletics tonight has been done. They're lined up. Columbia to receive the opening kickoff, and there it is. Back deep is number 18 for the Lions. He'll field it from about the 15. He's got a little bit of a crease to the 35-40. Breaks a tackle, 45-50. 45-40. And he's finally wrestled down at the 25-yard line of Spring Hill. An unbelievable opening kickoff return from Ty Lee Davis, a freshman who's really made an impact on this team this year in spots when he's had his opportunity. And uh, we apologize for the really quick start. We're not really getting that live stream tonight. It's not working at the moment. And uh, you're probably wondering why you're hearing my voice instead of Lee Maddox's voice. He's unavailable tonight, and he'll be joining us next week. And we apologize for the technical difficulties, but we are live on both 101.7 and 103.7 FM, both of those stations for Murray County Public Schools. Game of the week, here's Burton Moore under center. Hands off, Caden McCoy. He flips back to the left side. 25-20. He's going to break a couple of tackles and finally go down after about a six-yard gain up to the 20-yard line. It'll be second and four from that point. Like I mentioned, a new addition to our broadcast booth tonight, Miss Bailey Tate. Bailey, thanks, thanks for, for joining. Me. Yes, absolutely. And uh, your brother, Zach Tate, is the quarterback's coach uh, down on the field. You had some interest in, interest in broadcasting as well. Um, and I'm sure you're already having a great time up here in uh, – on, on the call. Yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to be here. It's a good start to the game. Absolutely it is. As Tylee Davis, if you're just tuning in, took that opening kickoff about 40 yards. And here's the handoff, Caden McCoy, and he's wrapped up immediately after a two-yard gain. Good tackle that time from Spring Hill's Clay Robinson, an 11th grader. From his outside linebacker spot, it's going to be third down and about four for Columbia. 10.45 to go here in the first quarter of play. Columbia in Spring Hill territory, actually in the red zone at this point, just inside the 20-yard line at the 19. Burton Moore, like we mentioned, uh, new starter this week, the sophomore, six foot. 205 pounds. He's under center once again. Hands off again to Caden McCoy. He picks up another two and drives it down to the 17-yard line. It's going to be a little bit short. Fourth down and one for the Lions as we'll take under 10 to go here in the first quarter of play. No score between Columbia and Spring Hill. The backyard bowl. Columbia leads the series 24-1 to overall in its history. That one victory for Spring Hill coming in 2003 here in Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Here's another handoff. Caden McCoy, and he's wrapped up in the backfield and taken down for a loss. Columbia is going to turn it over on downs on their first possession. That's a win for Spring Hill right there for sure as they're coming into this game heavily unfavored, and they get a good play to start things out there. Now it's going to be up to Columbia's defense. It was a good thing that Tylee Davis took it all the way back to about the 35-yard line to set Spring Central's offense up to start things off as Spring Hill gets the ball at the 23-yard line in their own territory. The quarterback is number 12 at 12, Chance Harmon. He starts off in the gun. Two motion to the left. Here's a snap to Harmon. He'll hand off left side. 
Got a little bit of room, and first man's there is Autry Smith, and then a whole host of Lions comes in and wraps up number 23, Trey Isaac. He gets back to about the line of scrimmage, and that's about it. It's going to be second down and 10. From about the 23-yard line still. Second and 10 for Spring Hill. Trey Isaac on the right hit. It's a jet sweep to the right side for Spring Hill. He's going to be wrapped up in the backfield. A lot of lines around him. Jason Barnett and Malik Smith. Autry Smith back there as well. But Jordan Davis ends up coming up and making the tackle for about a four-yard loss. It's going to be third down and a technically a five-yard loss. It'll be third down and 15 from the Spring Hill 20-yard line. Big opportunity for Columbia here to get off the field after a missed opportunity getting set up in plus territory on the opening kickoff return. And you'll notice, you probably don't know this, but Columbia's special teams has been a very, very iffy part of their team this season, and that was probably the biggest special teams play the Lions have had all year. Here's Harmon. He rolls out to his right side on the bootleg looking for someone to go. He tucks it down himself, lowers his shoulder on Autry Smith, Autry makes the tackle, gets back up to the original line of scrimmage, and that's about it. Autry really fired up. He's talking some mess to Chance Harmon on the sideline, and it'll be fourth down. Actually, Harmon gained a little bit more than we originally thought. He gained about seven or eight yards back. It's going to be fourth down and seven. Autry Smith coming out with the intensity with that tackle. Absolutely. That was a spectacular play. He's played fantastic all year coming over from his technically a free safety spot. And it's really more like an outside linebacker playing in the slot. And he comes up and makes a really big play to force a fourth down punt from Spring Hill on their opening possession. 7.40 to go. Justice Haggard back deep for the Lions. No score between these two schools early in the first quarter of this one. Back to punt is number seven, Jackson Phillips, a senior. And it's going to be a high wobbler. And nobody's around it. Justice Hanger got away from it smartly, and they'll down it at about the 44-yard line. That's where Columbia will take over for their for their second possession of the night. As Burton Moore comes out. Malik Smith coming out of the ball game. They've got an extra wide receiver in there. It's Ty Lee Davis. He's getting his first start of his career. Four wide receivers in the game to start things off. Jordan Davis, K.J. Frierson, Justice Haggard, and Tylee Davis, the lone man on the right side. Burton Moore in the shotgun. Caden McCoy on his right hip. He's backing up, and it's going to be whistled dead. A pre-snap penalty here. And we'll see if we can get a call here. Once again, had some technical difficulties before we came on the air tonight. Uh, so at the moment, no live stream, which... I know it was very disappointing to a lot of you. And uh, it's Lewis Maddox and Bailey Tate on the call here from uh, the broadcasting booth. Marion Wilhoyt press box overlooking James Wilhoyt Field at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. So it was an offsides on Spring Hill. It's a first and five. Moore back to throw. He gets rid of it, and it's through the hands of Justice Haggard across the middle. Incomplete. It's going to be second down and five from the 49-yard line of Columbia. Or it was, a, it was a good pass that time, but Haggard 
Just couldn't hang on to it. It was up high to where only he could get it around three Spring Hill defenders. But Hager just couldn't come down with it. And this time it looks like Moore is going to back up into the gun again. Same set. Motions McCoy out to his left side. He'll throw it to him behind the line of scrimmage. It's a good block. It's going to come back, though, as McCoy runs forward and picks up a first down. But there was a holding is what it looked like, and that's exactly where the flag was thrown. Barton Moore is coming out strong as a sophomore. Yes, he absolutely is. He's uh, really doesn't look like a sophomore. He's six feet tall, 205 pounds. He's got the build, and um, he's got the arm, too. He's the starting pitcher for the baseball team as a freshman last year. Which Changing is up a, the run game a little bit. Yes, which is uh, not not an easy thing to do as a freshman. Um, and now he comes in his first season uh, at quarterback. And this is his first start. He's gotten some playing time throughout the year and has done some good things. But this is his first start as he takes over for Kaysen Tice after last week. And it was a holding. Finally get the call right there. And that will back Columbia all the way up to the 39. So it'll be third down and 15 from the Columbia 39-yard line. This is something that you just can't have happen. It was a great play out to McCoy and a holding out there by, by I believe, K.J. Frierson had a hold of somebody's jersey out here on the outside. Here's the snap to Moore in the gun. He looks. He's firing, and it's tipped and almost intercepted. But Haggard grabs it off of the tip at the 50-yard line. It's going to be five yards short of the line to gain. But an, uh, a really, really avoided catastrophe right there as Moore threw it into harm's way. It was almost intercepted. But the tip fell right into the arms of Justice Haggard. It's a gain of 10, and the Columbia offense is going to stay out there. That could have been bad, but it looks like Haggard was exactly where he needed to be. Yes, he was right place, right time for sure. He makes up for that drop a couple of snaps ago for that play right there. Burton Moore in the gun again. He's dropping back to throw. He's looking to his left side, finds Caden McCoy. It's too high. He catches it off the tip. And actually, that previous play was third down. Now it's third down. That was the third down play. It's now fourth down and about three to go. We'll see if the offense stays out this time as Moore's throw was a little bit high to the left side towards the numbers. He was in the pocket a little bit longer than I think he expected to be. Yes, he definitely took his time back there. Time was running out. His protection was getting away from him. Spring Hill defenders were right on his back, and that throw came out just a little bit high. McCoy tipped it with his right hand as high as he could get and then came down with it and was tackled immediately at the Spring Hill 47-yard line, and Columbia takes too much time. They'll have to take a timeout here. We'll take our first one as well as Columbia and Spring Hill knotted up at zero apiece with 5.18 to go in the first quarter of play. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, southern middle Tennessee, and north Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long, hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across southern middle Tennessee and north Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline.
And welcome back in Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Columbia back on offense during the I formation. Whitehead comes in as the fullback. It's a toss sweep out to McCoy to the right side. He gets tripped up, and he's taken down for a three-yard loss. Columbia turns it over again on downs in Spring Hill plus territory. Spring Hill will be set up at the Columbia 49-yard line. And uh, Columbia's offensive line is kind of getting pushed around here early by the Spring Hill defensive line. Obviously, Spring Hill coming in here as heavy underdogs. Columbia 3-3, three and three, Spring Hill 2-4 and four on the season. But Columbia definitely the more talented team, and they came in here expecting to win. But Spring Hill in the region, region play, region action here. Coming in here with everything they've got. Here's Harmon in the shotgun. He'll hand off to Isaac. Isaac going right side. He's wrapped up immediately by Jaravius Hall. Gets back to the line of scrimmage, and that's it. It'll be second down and ten as we tick under five minutes to go here in the first quarter. You're listening here at the stadium or anywhere outside. You can see the glorious harvest moon over the Lindsey Nelson Stadium sign to our right of the press box. Fantastic evening for football. We hope Columbia can shake these jitters off. It's a great crowd for both sides, obviously. Really a crosstown rival between these two schools. Here's Harmon. Isaac on his right hip. He's going to keep it himself up the middle, a fake to the left side, and he's going to eventually be tackled by Roland Manning as he picks up a gain of about eight yards to the Columbia 41-yard line. It'll be third down and two. It was a good fake by Harmon that time to Isaac on the left side. He kept it himself, found a little opening, and took it forward for an eight-yard gain. Columbia, so far, surprisingly losing the battle up front. Anything can happen on a Friday night. Here's Harmon in the gun. Avery Martin behind him. He will hand it off this time, and he'll have his first down up to the... Columbia 38-yard line. First down, Spring Hill Raiders. 3.42 to go, no score. Spring Hill moving left to right on your radio dial. Columbia up front, left to right. Cam Bratton, Dravius Hall, Tristan Harden, Brian Whitehead. Your linebackers are Malik Smith and Jason Barnett. Outside linebackers, Roland Manning and Autry Smith, Quan Sims, Jordan Davis, and Justice Haggard. Your defensive backs starting for tonight's ballgame. Here's Harmon. He tosses to Martin. Martin reverses field back to the right side. And Roland Manning is going to take him down behind the line of scrimmage for a four-yard loss. Actually, we'll make that five-yard loss. Second down and 15. An unbelievable play by Roland Manning to come up from his linebacker spot and make the play on Avery Martin. I don't know whose idea it was to let the uh, student section have some speakers, but they are they're bumping down there. It's the Crosstown rivalry. Yeah, you got you got to bring out all the stops. It's usually not allowed. I know you remember the Roger White days. That that, that really wasn't allowed to happen. Absolutely not. Avery Martin on the right hip of Chance Harmon. He will fake the handoff. Here comes Savion Ferguson, and then Harmon just has to get rid of it as Ferguson was hot on his heels. 
a blown protection right there from the Spring Hill offense. Sets Spring Hill up now with a third down and 15. Ball placed at the Columbia 43-yard line. Ferguson comes out of the ball game and in goes number 66, Griffin Hughes. I think that's the first time I've said Griffin Hughes' name all season, sophomore. Defensive end for Columbia. Hasn't gotten much playing time, but he gets in right here on a critical third down and 15. Harmon fakes the handoff. Here comes the rush. He's belted, and it's almost a touchdown catch to Connor East. On the right side, it was a long ball from Chance Harmon, just a little bit out of the reach of East as Davis went up and tried to make a play on it, but he was a little bit too far towards the line of scrimmage, couldn't really make a play on the ball. And that, that is a really good thing for these Columbia Lions is that could have been a disaster. Spring Hill going to line up to punt. Noah Clement is in to punt, also a wide receiver for the team. Justice Haggard standing at his own 10-yard line. Spring Hill motions two guys out wide after they were both in, and they will, and it's blocked! It's blocked! Travius Hall blocked the football. Roland Manning scoops it up in plus territory at the Spring Hill 46-yard line. That was huge yes. for the Lions. Yes! Didn't look like Hall was going to make it to the punter, but he got just enough space to get his big bear paw on that football. And Columbia now set up in plus territory as Burton Moore on the offense come back onto the field. Haggard and Frierson out wide on either side for the Lions. Moore in the shotgun. Caden McCoy on his right hip. Strong to the left side, Malik Smith. In protection, it's going to be a long ball down to Justice Haggard. He makes a catch, oh, and he comes out of his hands. Good defense by the Raiders that time. It's number nine, Avery Martin, who had a hand in between the arms of Justice Haggard, and he broke up the pass just enough. Haggard had the ball. He had that football on a beautiful ball from Burton Moore. And beautiful great, throw. Yes. Beautiful almost catch. Yes. Haggard had the ball. And then it was ripped away by Martin for an incompletion. Second down and 10. Minute 57 to go. Same formation. Actually, now Moore steps under center. McCoy right behind him. And they will fake to him on the left side. Moore rolls right. He goes out to Haggard once again. The completion is made. And a first down, Lions up to the Spring Hill 36-yard line. It's actually going to be close. Now they move the chains right at the line of gain for a Columbia first down. A great play call from John Moore is Moore, Burton Moore, that is, rolls right and makes a great throw to Justice Haggard on the sideline for a gain of 10 and a first down. This time, Jordan Davis and Justice Haggard on the left out wide. This time, they will hand it off to McCoy. And he is belted in the backfield and taken down for a two-yard loss. Columbia's offensive line that time allowing that right side defensive end to get through. And he makes a great play. Actually, that outside linebacker from the right side. 
And he makes a great play on Caden McCoy in the backfield. It'll be second down and 14. Check that, 13. Burton Moore under center for the Lions. We'll take under a minute to go before this play is snapped in the first quarter. Moore takes the snap, fakes to McCoy. He's throwing out to Justice Haggard right at the line of scrimmage, and he's going to break one tackle, gets up to the 35-30, and he's going to be run out of bounds right there at the 30-yard line, a pickup of about nine yards. That'll bring up a third down and four for these Columbia Lions. Moore and Haggard are showing some chemistry out there. Yes. I think we already can see uh, which receiver is, is Burton Moore's favorite early here in his first start as a Lion. Back in the I formation, Brian Whitehead enters the game at fullback. McCoy right behind him. Moore under center. They'll hand off McCoy on the left side. He breaks one tackle. He gets to the edge. 25-20, 15, and he's run out of bounds at the Spring Hill 11-yard line. It'll be a first down for Columbia with 40 seconds to go in the first quarter of play. Not quite a first and goal, but at the 11-yard line, Columbia's offense will set up with a prime opportunity to strike first blood here in the backyard bowl. Whitehead still in the ball game. Looks like they're going to set up once again in I formation. Davis wide left, Haggard wide right. Moore under center, takes the snap. He'll hand off McCoy right side this time. He reverses back to the left, and he's wrapped up for a one-yard loss. Actually, it looks like he got back to the line of scrimmage. It'll be second down and 10 for Columbia at the 11-yard line. Eight seconds to go. It looks like this might do it for the first quarter of play. And that will be the final whistle for this first quarter of play. Columbia and Spring Hill nodded at zero. We'll take a quick timeout and be right back after this. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to the home of the Columbia Central High Lions, 103.7 WKRM, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back in Columbia Central High School football on WKRM and WKOM. Lewis Maddox, Bailey Tate live on WKRM and WKOM, 101.7 and 103.7. No live stream tonight, which we apologize for. Columbia now on the opposite end of the field, going left to right on your radio dial, going to be set up second down and 10 from the Spring Hill 11-yard line. Good opportunity for Columbia's offense right here to get on the board. I formation, here's the snap off to McCoy. He goes right up, off tackle to the right side, breaks a, breaks a couple of tackles, and gets inside the 10-yard line. 
to about the seven. It'll be third down and about five for Columbia's offense. A good gain on second down. But this play here, crucial. I'm sure Columbia in four-down territory at this point. But you'd like to think that they can pick up this, this first down right here. Third down and six officially. Moore under center once again, and he'll hand off again. McCoy, three yards and a cloud of dust. He'll pick up about three. And it's going to be fourth down. We'll see what Columbia decides to do here, and they're sending out Luis Garcia in the field goal unit. So a missed opportunity for Columbia to get in the end zone, but they will settle for a field goal attempt. Protection has been spotty at times on these special teams, and hopefully Columbia can have good protection here and get on the board first with a field goal. Franklin County and Lincoln County tied at seven apiece in the first quarter of play. Score of interest there for you. Coming from Lee Maddox himself, who's listening to this broadcast. Here's a snap set. Luis Garcia's kick is on the way, and it is no good. They pushed it wide left. It looked like it was good from up here, but it is indeed not good. So we remain tied 0-0 here in the second quarter. 10-27 to play. Columbia will send the defense out. Only good thing that comes from that is Spring Hill now set up at the Spring Hill. Well, actually, no, it doesn't. That's that's not a high school rule. Comes out to the 20-yard line. To me personally, I don't I don't really agree with. I think you should get it right where that kick was missed from, which was closer to the end zone, and a better situation for Columbia's defense. But anyways. Lewis, I'm seeing this harvest moon now. I feel like that's all that I can see. It's it's beautiful. Absolutely. It's breathtaking. Every night's a good night from Lindsey Nelson Stadium, but this one is perfect. Harmon, two running backs on either side of him in the gun. One receiver motion to the left. It's going to be a sweep to the – oh, actually, Harmon keeps it himself up the middle and picks up five yards on first down. It'll be second down and five. For Looks like Hill Harmon might be down. From the 25, and Harmon is down. Looks like he's going to be helped up. He did take a, a nasty shot right there. Can't tell who from. There's a Columbia player that's squatted down as well. It's Jordan Davis, and he stands up as well. He'll come out of the ball game, it looks like. And as Corbin Williams steps in, at least for a couple of plays, it was a hard hit between those two. And both of them got up pretty slowly. So they bring in a new quarterback, and it's the punter wide receiver Noah Clement, number one. In for Chance Harmon. Same setup. They hit his handed off to Martin this time around the right end, and he finds the crease, finds the sideline, and picks up a first down. Gets the first down plus about four yards extra. Up to the Spring Hill 33-yard line. Spring Hill will have their first down, 9.47 to go first quarter. No score still between Columbia and Spring Hill. Clement is a 5'9", 165-pound wide receiver. He's still in the ballgame right now as Harmon still hasn't come out. Davis still out of the ballgame. It's Corbin Williams 
playing corner. Here's the snap. And it's going to be around the left side this time to Martin. And he'll pick up five or six yards on first down. Actually call it seven. Avery Martin picks up seven yards on first down. It'll be second down and three for Spring Hill. And they're moving the ball pretty well. Actually, in a quarterback is John Michael Wright. Not one, it's 11. Playing quarterback for Spring Hill. Noah Clement down low at wide receiver. Columbia trying to get set out there. And the ball is snapped to right. He motions out to his left, and it's tipped and almost intercepted by Roland Manning as he dives and makes an attempt for it, but just can't come up with a ball. Good effort from Columbia's defense right there, trying to make a turnover. It's going to be third down and two for Spring Hill at the Columbia 41. Big time down for Columbia's defense. They've played great so far all night. But this time, Spring Hill's offense getting a little bit of movement here early in this possession. And it needs to be shut down quickly here. Chance Harmon back in the ball game. He keeps it himself. He's to reversing field to the right side. And a great open field tackle made by Roland Manning. He's going to come up a little bit short. It'll be fourth down for the Raiders. They'll probably go for it here as they've had some success on defense themselves. They're still in negative territory at the Spring Hill 42. A quarterback sneak it, and it stopped right there at the line of scrimmage. I don't think Spring Hill made it all the way up there. We're going to have to see where this is spotted. The Columbia coaches to our left believe we have the football. This is a big play right here, and they give Spring Hill the first down. Unbelievable. Not even a measurement. There's no way he made it to the line to gain. But Spring Hill with the first down at the 43-yard line of Columbia. Or of Spring Hill, excuse me. Chance Harmon back in the ballgame. Jordan Davis back in as well. Good news for both sides. Isaac is the back right behind Harmon. He'll hand it off to him, and he is wrapped up immediately by Jaravius Hall, but he throws him forward from the line of scrimmage all the way up to about the 49-yard line for a gain of six. Columbia's defense has got to stiffen up here. Lewis, are you noticing the neon theme that's happening between Spring Hill and Central tonight? I do. Both student sections decked out in hard hats and neon construction vests. Jet motion coming from the right side. It's going to be a run play up the middle. This time Hall wraps him up right before the first down line to gain. It's looks like it's going to be about, oh, my goodness. I give them another first down. He did not make it to the line to gain, which was the 46 of Columbia. Ball set at the 47. Another bad call by this officiating crew. But Spring Hill set up with another first down. First and 10 Spring Hill from the Columbia 47. 
knotted at zero, 6.48 to go in the half. And it's going to be a running play, this time to a new back. It's number five, Allen Alderson. And he bowls forward for a four-yard pickup on first down. It'll be second down and six. 6.30 to go second quarter. Tristan Harden back into the ball game. Number 66, Griffin Hughes back out. Getting some playing time tonight. I believe for his first game this season, getting some playing time tonight. Alderson still in the backfield with Harmon. Clement wide down low. Hard count. Finally, Harmon gets the snap. This time he bounces off and a play. Good play by the Columbia defense this time. It's only a gain of two by Allen Alderson. Up to the central 42. It'll be third down and a long five for Columbia. Clock still rolls, 5.40 to go. It's a big opportunity for Columbia's defense to get off the field once again right here. They've been battling out the offense all night, which hasn't really gotten anything going. You need to be watching up the middle. Yes. Harmon's in the gun. He hands off Avery Martin. He stumbles at the line of scrimmage and falls forward for a pickup of five, and it looks like it's going to be another first down for the Spring Hill Raiders. And it is. Martin stumbled right when he was handed off the ball, regained his balance, and kind of stumbled forward for a five-yard pickup. And it sets the Raiders up for the first down inside of the 40-yard line of Columbia. Harmon, another hard count here. He checks and looks to the sideline. Avery Martin on his right hip now sets up in the pistol behind Harmon. Wingback motion to the left side. Here's the snap to Harmon. He'll hand off to Martin left side, and that one is... Wrapped up in the line of scrimmage, but another push forward from the Spring Hill offense picks them up about four yards on first down. Simple math. You get four, you get four yards on every play. You're picking up first downs all the way down the field, and that's what it seems like Spring Hill has been doing so far. The running attack has been very, very good for Spring Hill to start this game out. And Columbia kind of on their backsides here. As Spring Hill works it inside the 35-yard line to the 34. It's officially a pickup of three. It's second down and seven for Spring Hill. Harmon in the gun. Martin on his left hip. He'll hand off to him around the right side. Missed tackle by Brian Whitehead. And he's finally taken down over on the sideline by number nine, Malik Smith. A pickup of about three yards. It'll be third down and about four or five It'll be officially five yards for Spring Hill. The Columbia 33-yard line. Columbia's got to get off the field. A lot of these guys go both ways, like we've mentioned, throughout the season. Especially the guys up front, the defensive side of the ball tires them out a lot more than the offensive side of the ball. Trying to run and make tackles. Here's Harmon in the gun. Alderson behind him, the bigger back. He takes a snap. It's a high snap. Handed off up the middle, and Alderson falls forward. Six-yard pickup and another first down for the Spring Hill Raiders. 
They are just having their way right now with Columbia up front. The front seven for the Lions really kind of getting pushed around as Jason Barnett is taken out of the ball game after that first down pickup. Spring Hill continues to pick up momentum with these running plays. They absolutely do. And you can tell that the Columbia defense is gassed. Caleb Clanton in at middle linebacker on the right hip of Malik Smith. Harmon gets the snap, hands off Alderson, runs into his own man. He's taken down, two-yard gain. Now inside the 25 of Columbia. Alderson almost built like a linebacker or a defensive end. He's got some weight on him. And we've got a player down for Spring Hill. It's number 25, Blake Lawrence. There's a timeout on the field. We'll take one as well. Still no score. 2.14 to go before the half. Columbia and Spring Hill right here on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Back here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium, 2.05 to go, second quarter. Roll out to the right, Harmon. He was going to throw towards the sticks, but out of bounds. His intended target was number 80. Spring Hill coming out of that timeout with the throw. Yeah, Caden Yancey was the intended target over there. Just couldn't connect. The pass was too far out of bounds from Harmon. Now it's going to be third down and eight. For Spring Hill, their longest third down conversion, if they can pick it up, of the night here. For the most part, they've had third down and manageable. Here's an opportunity for Columbia's defense, and they almost jump off. And they do. Columbia jumps off sides, and now it's going to be a manageable third down situation for Spring Hill, as that will put them now into a third down and four at the Columbia 19-yard line. Mistake that cannot be afforded to be made right now. Absolutely. I mean, and, and that's happened a couple of times for Columbia, especially uh, if you listeners remember the Shelbyville game. A huge, huge offsides penalty caused Columbia to give up a key touchdown. Here's another throw by Harmon. This time it's caught at the 10-yard line. Autry Smith trying to rope him down inside the five and finally does at the Columbia four-yard line. Spring Hill first down and goal with a minute 48 to go before halftime. Wow. Can't believe what I'm seeing here. Columbia's defense is kind of just getting exposed here tonight as Harmon in the gun inside the Lion five-yard line. First and goal, they'll hand off Martin. He stumbles on the grass, and he will lose a yard. Second down and goal from the five-yard line. 
Still a minute and 30 to go. Yes, and, and counting. No score between these two teams. Columbia coming in as the heavily favored team. But it has been neck and neck so far. Spring Hill knocking on the door. And Columbia jumped off sides again. You heard it right. Columbia jumped off sides once again. It'll be half the distance to the goal for Spring Hill. Now set up on the two-yard line of Columbia. Still second down. And they're setting up in the quarterback sneak formation, and that's what they'll try to do. Harmon doesn't get there. Picks up a yard. It'll be third down and goal from the Columbia one. Obviously, four down territory for Spring Hill on this drive. And it's going to take everything in Columbia's defensive powers to stop the Raiders' offense here. They've had their way up front. Here's the handoff to Martin, right side. Right and side. coming up to make the play. And right there at the line, waiting for a signal. It was made. The play was made by Malik Smith in the backfield, but he lost his grip on Martin, and it's going to be down. Oh, oh, a timeout called by Spring Hill with three seconds left before the half. So maybe a field goal forcing situation right there. It was no touchdown as Malik Smith got the first hand on him inside the one, actually behind the line of scrimmage. He broke through that tackle and fell forward. Host of Lions tackled him at that point inside the one-yard line. It'll be fourth down and goal from about the one-foot line with three seconds to go. It'll be interesting to see what Spring Hill chooses to do here three seconds before halftime. And they will get the opening kickoff of the second half of play. All-important play right here before halftime. Still knotted up at zero. Columbia and Spring Hill in this rivalry football game from Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Obviously, Spring Hill coming in here, giving it everything they've got. Haven't beat, haven't beat Columbia since 2003 when they beat them here 33 to 34-1 all-time series lead for Columbia Central. And the offense is back on the field for Central High School. They're in the quarterback sneak formation, and they try to push it forward. And they're still pushing him forward, and we don't know. And he got in. He got in. Touchdown Raiders on the final play of the first half. Six to nothing, Spring Hill over Columbia. As time expires on the second quarter clock. You can see that Spring Hill is still bringing that momentum into the field goal. Yes. Very, very big play right there as Spring Hill scores the first points of the football game. And now setting up to kick this extra point is number one, Noah Clement. And now a timeout going to be called by Spring Hill, and they're going to try and talk about this thing a little bit. Right before halftime, Spring Hill takes a lead 6-0 over Columbia. 
And we will take a quick timeout with them and be back for the extra point. Halftime on the way. We'll be right back. 103.7 and 101.7 UKRM and WKOM. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Back at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. No time on the clock here as halftime is upon us. Right after this PAT attempt, Spring Hill leads 6-0 over Columbia. Snap, set, kick is on the way. And it, and it is, looks good. It is good. So Spring Hill will carry a 7-0 lead into the locker room. They lead this one 7-0 over Columbia at the half. I'm sure we'll be hearing from Coach Trierius Goff from Clayton Harris on the sideline in just a minute. We'll take a quick time out and rejoin you for our analysis on the first half action. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long, hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager at Columbia Ace Hardware. We have changed our store hours to better serve our community. Columbia Ace Hardware is now open from 7 to 7, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 4 on Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us show you customer service that can only be found at Columbia Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Elk Kennedy. 
the old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. The Medicare annual enrollment period starts October 15th, and Murray Regional Health wants to make sure you have all the information you need before enrolling or changing your plan. Murray Regional will host the free Your Medicare in 2024 seminar at the Murray Regional Annex at 1223 Trotwood Avenue in Columbia on November 3rd, where experts will explain Medicare plan changes and answer any questions about enrollment. No registration is necessary to attend. For more information, go to murrayregional.com. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Foster Insurance Agency is a locally owned independent agency and a proud member of the insurers of Tennessee. Foster represents many top-rated insurance companies such as Auto Owners Insurance. The great team at Foster has been servicing Columbia and surrounding areas in Middle Tennessee since 1952 and offers many commercial and personal insurance products. Call Mike Ford or Jimmy Ford today at 931-388-8365 or stop by their convenient location at 204 West 4th Street in Columbia, Tennessee. This is WKRM 103.7 Columbia, Tennessee. Your home for the Columbia Central Lions for over 75 years. And welcome back in. It's halftime here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. The Spring Hill Marching Band is on the field to give their performance. And it'll be Columbia Central's marching band up next. And it's kind of a stunned crowd here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. I'm stunned myself. I really can't believe what I'm seeing on the field tonight. Didn't really expect this to be much of a game. And... Like I said earlier, I, I expected that to happen. Uh, but I also said Spring Hill is going to come in here with everything they've got. They hold a grudge. It's kind of like their Super Bowl. They're 2-4, and four and they come in here. This is probably everybody up, up north circled game on the schedule. Columbia Central coming down here to Lindsey Nelson Stadium and trying to get a victory over these Lions, which I've mentioned a couple times on this broadcast they haven't done since 2003 when they came in here and won. 33 to 36 in Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Seven to nothing. The Raiders lead over the Lions here at halftime. And uh, once again, I'm Lewis Maddox here with Bailey Tate. Bailey, your thoughts on on the ball game so far? What have you seen? You know, Lewis, I think that we need to keep it in mind that Spring Hill did come in as the underdog here, so they have something to prove as this long-lived rivalry. Um, like you said, they haven't won since 2003, so I think they came out with some intensity tonight that maybe the Lions just weren't expecting. I think there's some foundational things that the Lions need to be working on and talking about during halftime here and come out, and it could be a different ball game. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, you know, I, I think Columbia's offense is, has really just struggled so far. Uh, Caden McCoy um, just hadn't really had anywhere to go. It's really the battle up front that's uh, really been the kicker for Columbia on both sides. Defensively, Spring Hill just ran right through Columbia, right down the field on that last possession. Uh, for the only score of the ball game, and um, offensively, Spring Hill really has has really controlled things up front. Their defensive line has been spectacular. Uh, I think four or five tackles for loss on Caden McCoy behind the line of scrimmage, um, and really just nothing being able to uh, get some momentum for Columbia's offense as as they have no points on the board so far. And I'm sure there's a stern meeting going on in that Lindsey Nelson Stadium locker room. 
because a lot of these guys, you know, uh, and, and that's another factor to this is uh, these Columbia guys, they're just as scared to lose to Spring Hill. They don't want that to happen. I know exactly. I mean, when I played, my first start my sophomore year came against Spring Hill right here in this building and um, played them both years after that. And, uh, you know, we just never – that was one of the biggest deals to us is is to not lose to Spring Hill. And right now these guys came in heavily favored, and it kind of seems like they've overlooked them a little bit. They've come in here and kind of been dominated up front. And uh, it's shown so far as they have no points on the board. A shutout so far for the Spring Hill defense, and Spring Hill leads this one 7 to nothing. So Absolutely, right, yeah. Lewis. I will say as well, you know, I've said it once, um, I'm – thoroughly impressed by Burton Moore the sophomore coming in as a quarterback and I think that the chemistry that I'm seeing between him and Haggard is just absolutely spectacular this being his first starting game you said yes his first his first start he has uh stepped in for Tice uh in a couple of games this season he's thrown a touchdown pass this season he's also thrown an interception or two and um he hadn't he has not looked uh very uh, he's looked comfortable. He's definitely looked comfortable, and he's missed some throws. He's made some good throws as well. Looked really good. I had a chance to see the walkthrough practice yesterday uh, up on the hill behind the central practice uh, on the practice field. Uh, he looked fantastic in the two-minute drill and, and him running the offense. And right now, he's just got to settle in even more than he already is. He's made some good throws, and some throws have been dropped. But, yes, Haggard and Moore's connection, that's what that's seems to be where he's looking first on most passing attempts is it's the justice haggard and um columbia's just got to figure this thing out actually the coaches haven't even gone back into the locker room yet they're still out uh standing outside of the lindsey nelson stadium locker room having a meeting amongst themselves on probably what's going wrong and what they need to do to correct this thing uh in about 21 minutes and 40 seconds when we resume play in the second half and while Spring Hill's marching band is playing right now, they just wrapped up their performance. We'll take another quick timeout. Actually, we've got some scores from around the region right now. Franklin County and Lincoln County. Uh, Lincoln County leads 21-14 to in the second quarter. These are some scores of interest for you. Tullahoma 17-6 to over Lawrence County in the second quarter. Uh, Shelbyville is leading the region at this point in the season, they are on their bye week. So there's, those are some scores of interest. No word from Tredarius Golf. They're down there having a coaches meeting at this point. We'll take a quick timeout and uh, probably let you listen to these bands for the better majority of this halftime and rejoin you in just a little bit. Once again, Spring Hill leads Columbia Central 7 to nothing here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. It's halftime on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network for Lewis Maddox and Bailey Tate. We'll take a quick time out and then rejoin you for second half action. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. 
Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. fans, it's now time to give away some money. Alright. No, 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 no. Hang, hang on a second, boys. Okay. Our 
fundraising event raised approximately $20,000 to support our Columbia Lions football team. So tonight, we're going to pick our four winning tickets. First ticket drawn will be our first place winner, $4,000. Hold on. Dr. Michael Steele is going to draw the tickets. We'll announce the winners. First prize winner, Shonda McCaig, M-C-C-A-I-G, Shonda. All right. Second place, $3,000 winner. Sean Reisner. Sean Reisner. All right. Let's keep it going. Third place, $2,000 winner. Mike Steele. No, joke. It's a joke. Tony Booker. Fourth and final prize, our $1,000 winner, Holly Dryden Seals, S-I-L-L-S. All right, winner, if you win, you did not need to be present. We have a couple of administrative things to get taken care of. We have your names, your contact information. We will be in touch with you to get your prizes. Again, on behalf of the Gridiron Association, thank you for your support and our fundraising raffle this year. Thank you.
presenting the 2023 edition of the Columbia Central Marching Band under the direction of Miss Katie Nicholson and Mr. Sam Stow. This year's drum majors are Luke Hampton and Elena Johns. This year's performance is Cries from the Abyss. Drum majors, Hampton and Johns, is your band ready? You may take the field in exhibition.
Ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow is the Columbia Invitational Marching Contest here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. You're listening to the Columbia Central High School Marching Band. Last year we started something new with the uh, principal song of the week. This week we've got Jason Aldini.
And we are back for second half action here from Lindsey Nelson Stadium. We heard both bands during that halftime performance. 7-0 Spring Hill Raider lead over the Columbia Lions. And Spring Hill will get the ball back. They drove all the way down the field. About 80, actually it was exactly 80 yards after they got the ball back after the missed field goal. And now Luis Garcia to kick it off from his own 40. And there's the opening kickoff of the second half. And it's going to be muffed out of bounds by Avery Martin at the five-yard line. And that's where Spring Hill will get it to start things off for their first possession of the second half of play. Hopefully the words from Chudarius Golf and the rest of the coaching staff from Columbia Central High School uh, got into the heads of these players and they come out a different team than what we saw there in the first half. Off to a good start for the Lions in the second half. Yes, absolutely. As they back Spring Hill up, a missed opportunity right there from Spring Hill, uh, a muffed kickoff, and they are going to have to take over at their own five-yard line. Columbia's defense on the field. 11-5-7. And it's Jake Lovett in the ballgame, not Hughes. It's Lovett for Columbia. In on the defensive line, they'll hand off to Isaac, and it's wrapped up in the backfield. He'll get forward progress back close to the line of scrimmage, but not a whole lot of room for Spring Hill to open things up here. So is it broadcasting? Yes, we are just on the radio trying to still figure out the, uh, the Facebook situation, but it has not been kind to me tonight. So we apologize for all of those people. I usually tune into the live stream on Facebook. We're still working on it, and uh, but we still have not gotten any connection there. Harmon is in the gun for Spring Hill. He takes the snap. He's going to hand off to Martin, and right there is Malik Smith to make the tackle at the line of scrimmage. An unbelievable hit from Malik Smith as he put his helmet into his belly button and sent him off of his feet and into his own offensive line. No game on the play, third down and 10. Officially nine for the Spring Hill Raiders at their own six. Seems as if the Lions are coming out fired up after halftime. That was a pivotal hit. They should be. They should feel disrespected and they should feel embarrassed that they're down seven nothing to Spring Hill. I don't disagree with you, Lewis. Here's third down and nine. Martin on his right hip. Here's Harmon. He'll take it himself, and he's wrapped up immediately by Cam Bratton as well as Jaravius Hall. Bratton comes out fired up, and Spring Hill's going to have to punt the football from their own end zone. An opportunity for Columbia to either come after this thing. They've already blocked one punt. Jaravius Hall got a hand on one. Or they're going to get great field position as Justice Haggard sets up to receive this punt from Clement. Clement at the Spring Hill 40-yard line. There's a snap. It's on the ground. Columbia's going to have time to get there, and he barely gets that ball off. It's going to hit at the 30-yard line, and I don't understand who that guy thinks he is. Number 14 for Spring Hill, William Bailey picked up the football and tried to run with it, but no Columbia player was even close to that football. It'll be Columbia's ball at the Spring Hill 33-yard line. 
This is the best opportunity for Columbia since the opening kickoff return by Tylee Davis to the Spring Hill 35. They have it here at the 33 as Britton comes into the ballgame late. Columbia does have 11 on the field, 9.43 to go. Handoff, Caden McCoy right up the middle. He's got a little bit of room, and he carries some Raiders with him for an 11-yard gain and a first down for Columbia. Down to the 21-yard line. Great starting play. It's Malik Smith back at fullback where he's been playing the past couple of weeks. I formation, they'll hand off McCoy again. He reverses field. 25, 15, 10, 5. Gets inside the five-yard line. Down at the four. Columbia is in business with a first and goal inside the five. Malik Smith was back at fullback. He's back there at the same formation, I formation, handoff left side. McCoy fights his way down to the goal line. No signal. He got pushed. A second effort. We'll see if the signal is there. He's in. Touchdown, Lions. Touchdown, Columbia, with 9.06 to go here in the third quarter of play. They imposed their will on that possession. Four runs from Caden McCoy from the 33-yard line, and he takes it in himself to get Columbia within one point of the Spring Hill Raiders. McCoy refuses to go down without a fight on his senior year against the Raiders. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself as Tyler Huckabee is on to snap this one. Hunter Woody to hold. Luis Garcia will be on to kick this one to tie it up for Columbia. Snap, set, kick is on the way. It is up, and it is good. Columbia ties up this ball game 7-7 with 9.06 to go in the third quarter of play. We'll take a quick timeout and be back right after this. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Foster Insurance, Foster Insurance Agency is a locally owned independent agency and a proud member of the insurers of Tennessee. Foster represents many top-rated insurance companies such as Auto Owners Insurance. The great team at Foster has been servicing Columbia and surrounding areas in Middle Tennessee since 1952 and offers many commercial and personal insurance products. Call Mike Ford or Jimmy Ford today at 931-388-8365 or stop by their convenient location at 204 West 4th Street in Columbia, Tennessee. Back here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium as Columbia just tied up the ball game on a four-yard Caden McCoy touchdown run on first and goal. A four-play, 33-yard drive for six. Extra point by Luis Garcia ties it up at seven. 9.06 to go third quarter, and Garcia and the kickoff unit is ready to send this thing back down to Avery Martin, who on the opening kickoff muffed this one, and it went out of bounds at the five-yard line. Here's the kick from Garcia going right back to that same spot, and it's going to go out of bounds at the one-yard line, and Spring Hill will have good field position. They'll be set up with a penalty at, I believe, the 35-yard line. So, yes, Columbia's defense will come out. Spring Hill set up on the 35-yard line. Chance Harmon, the quarterback for the Spring Hill Raiders. Clement wide left. Isaac is the back in the backfield. And it's number 14, William Bailey, wide to the right side. 
close into the field as the wing back motions to the right. Harmon takes the snap out of the gun. Isaac takes the snap. He takes the handoff to the right side, and he'll get a good gain up to the 41-yard line, a pickup of about six for Spring Hill on first down. It'll be second down and four. Spring Hill's rolling. continuing to come out with the momentum that they had in the first half, but it looks like the Lions have learned from their mistakes in the first half as well. Yes. Here's another run from Isaac, and he's wrapped up by Jason Barnett, but not after a three-yard pickup. It'll be... What is that? That's Still not a first down. Forward. That's not a first down. Line to gain was the 46. Ball spotted at the 45, and they give Spring Hill the first down. That's the third time that's happened. I, I don't understand. Harmon in the gun. It's Alderson this time behind him. He'll give off to Alderson. This time a, a good wrap-up from the Columbia defense. Only a two-yard pickup. It'll be second down and seven. Second down and eight officially. Only a two-yard pickup. Alderson still in the ball game. Allen Alderson. Harmon in the gun. Columbia jumped off the sides again. This time they finally don't throw the flag as they didn't come all the way across the line of scrimmage. Don't speak too soon. Well, they jumped. Luckily, they got back on side. Here's the snap to Harmon. And Alderson takes the carry right up the middle and is tackled immediately. A one-yard pickup. It'll be third down and seven from the Columbia 49. Savion Ferguson enters the ball game again, and he will take out Zach Cole. Actually, no, that's Lovett, who was in the ball game, 66 instead of 65. Comes out. It's officially third down and six. They've been giving these guys excellent spots of the football all night long. I think they could be from Spring Hill. That's what I've been saying, Lewis. Yes, you sure have. Third down and six. 6.38 to go, third quarter. Snap to Harmon, handoff Isaac, and he is stopped after a one-yard pickup at the 50-yard line. It'll be fourth down and five, even though they spotted at the Columbia 49. They give them an extra, extra yard on every single carry. That does seem to be the theme of tonight. Yes, it does. Still fourth down and four. And it looks like the Spring Hill punting unit is going to come out onto the field. Columbia, barring a fake, should get this ball back. Haggard drops deep from a safety spot. And he's going to hold it up around the 25-yard line. Clement, the wide receiver, drops back to receive this snap and punt this ball away. Another low snap. He has to scoop it up off the ground. This time he gets it away. It's a pretty good kick this time as Haggard is going to step away from the ball around the 10-yard line. That's where they'll down it. A good punt from Clement as Columbia will be set up at the 10-yard line of Columbia. They just scored on their previous possession. They took the lead with 9.36 to go in the third quarter of play. 7-7 is your score. Columbia and Spring Hill knotted up here in the backyard bowl from Lindsey Nelson Stadium. 
I'm Lewis Maddox and Bailey Tate alongside me in the broadcast booth. Marion Wilhoyt press box overlooking Lindsey Nelson Stadium. James Wilhoyt field. Good turnout from both sides. Standing room only on Columbia's side of things. Some empty seats over from Spring Hill. This time a handoff to McCoy, and he's wrapped up in the backfield. A one-yard loss. Actually, a two-yard loss. McCoy hasn't really been able to get much going other than that last drive tonight. Had 33 yards on four plays on that last drive. But other than that, Spring Hill has bottled him up pretty nicely. McCoy coming into tonight. 90 carries, 951 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Season record is held by Ronnie Pillow, 1,659 yards on 250 carries. McCoy fighting to break that record. All-time record, 3,335. McCoy also in the running for that one as well. This time, a quick throw over to Jordan Davis across the middle, a short slant. He can't come up with the football. And it's going to be third down and about 12 to go from the Columbia eight-yard line. Not a good situation to be set up in. Not at all, Lewis. They're going to have to get up to the Columbia 21-yard line, moving left to right on your radio dial to pick up a first down. 4.55 to go. Score not at 7. Burton Moore doesn't know the play. He's under center. Caden McCoy right behind him. He's going to fake bootleg to the right. Finds Josh Britton at the 15-yard line. He's tackled at the 16. It'll be fourth down and about four to go. Looks like Blaze Martin may be down the field. Yeah, it looks like it. He probably took a stinger. He's got a brace on that right arm. And he gets up holding that right arm a little bit, and he's going to come out of the ball game. Gets up on his own power, but obviously in a little bit of pain. William Bailey back deep at the 50-yard line for Spring Hill. On to snap, Cole Castile, the freshman. He gets it back there, a good snap. And a good kick all the way to about the 45 of Columbia. Missed tackle by Zach Cole and wrapped up by Richard Powers at the Columbia 36-yard line. Flag is down at about the 17-yard line. Didn't really pay attention to who was back there. Offense is coming back onto the field. It was going to be a fourth down at about five. A running into the kicker penalty could potentially give Columbia a first down on this play. It's a personal foul, a roughing the kicker. Well, I don't, I, he said personal foul, and then he made the false start signal. You can't make this stuff up, folks. He did the personal foul sign, if you're familiar with referee official signals. Made the personal foul signal. Then right after that, kind of stumbled a little bit and then made... The false start signal. What could it be? I don't care what it is. It's a first down for Columbia at the 31-yard line. So, obviously, it was a personal foul on Spring Hill. Roughing the kicker. And Columbia's offense is back onto the field. And this game has flown by. 4.20 to go third quarter. Burton Moore in the I formation. Now Malik Smith motions out to the left. And Smith misses a block, but Caden makes a man miss. He catches the outside. 45. Oh! He runs over a man. Runs him over, ladies and gentlemen. 
Cedric Bunch. Caden is definitely coming in with the intensity right now, y'all. Somebody put that man on Sports Center. Caden Bunch was just embarrassed on the sidelines. He ran through him like he wasn't even there on his way to the sideline. Gain of 11 or 12, honestly closer to 15. As McCoy picks up the first down, I-formation Columbia, first and 10 from the 46-yard line. They'll hand off McCoy again. He's got a little bit of space. Makes a man miss up to the 50-yard line. Flag on the play. And a flag comes in late. It looks like it's going to be a holding on Zach Cole. As McCoy got up to about the 48 of Columbia. Or Spring Hill, check that. But it's going to come back. Can't have that. Can't have that at all. I would say that the Lions have had the luck of the draw with the officials the past few games. Yes. But that one does hurt them. They're going to set up an I formation once again. Josh Britton at the tight end spot. Frierson and Haggard out to the left. Smith motions down to the left side. Hand off McCoy. He cannot make the first guy miss as he tries to bounce it outside, and he'll lose three yards. It'll be second down. And about half the length of the football field at this point. No, I'm just kidding. It's only 22 yards, but it is a long way to go to pick up a first down here. Malik Smith and Josh Britton check out of the ballgame. In is Tylee Davis and Jordan Davis. Second down and 22, 3.22 and counting to go in this third quarter of play. Lions have to get to the Spring Hill 44-yard line for a first down. They're set up on the 34 of Columbia. Burton in the gun, checks down to Davis. It's a high pass. He makes the grab and makes a couple of guys miss up to the 39-yard line, a pickup of about six or seven. It's now third down and about 17. 16 officially. All three timeouts still on the board for both teams. A good connection by Moore and Davis right there. Sure was. Something that the Lions need. They're at 7-7. Seven 2.30 seven. left in the third. Yeah, Columbia needs anything they can get right now. Moore in the gun. McCoy on his left hip. He's dropping back to pass. He's got Haggard at the 50-yard line. He makes a man miss. He's trying to go sideways. He should have been going north and south instead of east and west. He still picks up about 10 yards. It's going to be fourth down and about eight to go. It'll be fourth down and nine officially. McColumbia, 47 and a half, and Beto comes in, Luis Garcia, to punt this one away. William Bailey back to receive for Spring Hill. Tylee Davis out wide, as well as Autry Smith. Good snap from Castile. The punt is shanked by Luis Garcia. And Autry Smith will scoop it up at the Columbia... 46-yard line. So that punt went negative one yards. Not 
Beto's best kick by far. Spring Hill now set up at the Columbia 46-yard line. Tie ball game, 7-7, minute 31 to go third quarter. Chance Harmon standing at the 50-yard line. Trey Isaac, he keeps it himself this time up the middle, breaks through the first level of defenders from Columbia and squirts forward. Only a three-yard pickup. It'll be second down and seven. Clock continues to roll. Clock has been moving for the better part of this football game as we're about to go under a minute to go in the third quarter. Feels like it just started. It sure has gone by fast. The turnover would be huge. Here's Chance Harmon, tries the hard count once again. They've realized that Columbia is not very disciplined up front when it comes to jumping offside. Trey Isaac right behind him. He'll hand it off to him. Holding on Dravius Hall, and it'll get called finally. Finally, the holding is called as Trey Hall was being bear-hugged in the backfield by someone probably not up to his caliber that was trying to do all that they can to keep him away from the ball carrier. Spring Hill obviously trying to run some clock here. He'll get stopped here with 43 seconds to go in the third quarter. Holding against the Raiders. That helps Columbia out a lot. It'll back him up to the 45-yard line of Spring Hill, and it's going to be about second down and 19 here. Harmon in the gun now with two backs on either hip. It's Avery Martin and Trey Isaac to his right. Clement. And right out there at wide receiver. He's They're the trying pocket. to put it out to the wing back, and now they'll try and get it out to Avery Martin. Good recognition from Malik Smith that time as they ran a little bit of a trick play. Had, Mar had Malik Smith covering two guys out in the flat. Harmon checked it down to Martin, and a good tackle from Malik Smith for only a gain of four yards. Third down and 15. Columbia has got to get off the field. Clock ticking under a 10 seconds to go. Might get one more play, but this might be the end of the third quarter here. Harmon does not get the snap off. Third quarter in 7-7, Columbia in Spring Hill. From Lindsey Nelson Stadium, this is the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Columbia Central Football on 101.7 and 103.7. It's also the Murray County Public Schools Game of the Week. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. This is WKRM, 103.7 FM and 1340 AM, the home for the Columbia Central Lions for the past 75 years. Back here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium, Lewis Maddox, Bailey Tate, here on the call from the Marion Wilhoyt press box. And Columbia 
trying to stop a third down and 15 as we're going to start the fourth quarter of play on the snap here. We'll start the fourth quarter. Third down and 15. Spring Hill had some time to talk about this play and come up with what they're going to run. It's Harmon in the gun. Isaac right behind him. He will fake the handoff. Here comes Autry Smith, and he runs out of that tackle. Now going all the way down the field. Almost intercepted by Jordan Davis. Just a little bit out of his reach. Passes incomplete. Fourth down and 15 from the Spring Hill 49-yard line, and the Raiders will bring out the punting team. That interception would have been huge, but an incomplete pass will do. Absolutely, but that interception was almost made right there at the 20-yard line, and that is about where Columbia should be set up if, if Haggard can make the grab right here. 11.53 to go fourth quarter. Fourth down and 15. Clement back to punt. That looked like a false start. He gets the snap away. Haggard is under it, and he muffs it. He muffed the pull. He muffed the football. And Spring Hill falls on it at the five-yard line. Justice Haggard muffed the punt. And the Raiders will have it first and goal with the Columbia five-yard line. Wow. It's definitely a false start. That obviously was not called. And it's first and goal, Spring Hill. Columbia five-yard line, 11.41 to go fourth quarter. Many surprises this game. That one not a good one. Harmon takes the snap, hands off Isaac. He's met right away by Autry Smith, and he's taken down by a host of Lions at the six-yard line. A loss of one. Second down and goal for Spring Hill at the six. Clock continues to roll, 11.20 to go. Still knotted at seven apiece. It seems the student section is putting their speaker to use. Yes, they sure are. Here's the snap. Martin fakes the throw, and he's going to throw it in, and it's bobbled and incomplete in the end zone. I cannot believe that Jordan Davis didn't hold on to the interception in the end zone. It went right through his hands, and it was in the hands of Connor East, who could not hang on to the football. It's third down and five. Third down and goal from the five-yard line. Wow. That was almost amazing, and then it was almost a disaster. And, and then, then it was, was amazing again. Yeah, true, yes. No touchdown is amazing. Dan James gets the crowd hyped up. It's Harmon in the gun. Martin on his left hip. He will try and throw the quick slant into the end zone, and it's caught for a Raider touchdown. Touchdown Raiders with 10.55 to go in the fourth quarter. And they go up 13-7. to Unbelievable. Jordan Davis was in coverage. With a very quick slant, one step, and then towards the goalpost. And a perfect ball from Chance Harmon as he slides it in there for six. Clement on to kick the extra point. Let's see if Clement can do it again. Snap set. Kick is up, and the kick is good. 
With 10.55 to go in the fourth quarter of play, Spring Hill retakes the lead 14-7 over Columbia. We'll take a quick timeout and rejoin you right after this. The Medicare annual enrollment period starts October 15th, and Murray Regional Health wants to make sure you have all the information you need before enrolling or changing your plan. Murray Regional will host the free Your Medicare in 2024 seminar at the Murray Regional Annex at 1223 Trotwood Avenue in Columbia on November 3rd, where experts will explain Medicare plan changes and answer any questions about enrollment. No registration is necessary to attend. For more information, go to murrayregional.com. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Welcome back in to the press box, Lindsey Nelson Stadium. 10.55 to go, fourth quarter as Spring Hill leads 14-7. to seven. Yeah, you heard that right if you're just tuning in. Spring Hill leads 14-7 to seven in the fourth quarter over Columbia. A quick strike from Harmon from the five-yard line to William Bailey. Seems like even the coaches are getting fired up going into the fourth. Yeah, they sure are. They need to be. Somebody needs to get fired up. All-important possession for Columbia right here. Columbia set up to receive an onside kick. We'll see what happens as they're all bunched up from the 40 to the 50-yard line. It's the hands team as well. It's got to be a delay of game. <laughs> There's no possible way this is not our delay of game. Not sure what's going on down there play right clock, now. Play clock hasn't even started. Tylee Davis and Caden McCoy back deep, and deep is not really the word to use. They're at the 25. In formation to receive an onside kick. They still haven't tried to kick this thing off. Here finally we'll get a kick, and they do try an onside kick, but it's scooped up by Justice Haggard at the 45-yard line. That's where Columbia will take over with 10.53 to go in the fourth quarter of play. Down by a touchdown. Columbia needs a touchdown here more than ever. Huge possession for the Lions offense. KJ Frierson down low wide. Haggard is up top. High formation, Malik Smith and Caden McCoy. Handoff McCoy up the middle. He's got some space. 50, 45, and he will have his first down. A gain of 12 yards to the Spring Hill 43. That'll be a first down for Columbia. Clock rolls, 10-40. Same formation. Malik Smith at fullback. Caden McCoy at tailback. Burton Moore under center. Smith motions down to a tight end spot. Hand off McCoy. And he, misses the, he misses the block on Clay Robinson, the defensive end. And it'll be a loss of three yards for Columbia. Third, second down, excuse me. And 13 to go. Backed up to the 46-yard line of Spring Hill. Just a whiff by Malik Smith that time as he motioned down to the tight end spot to kick out 
that defensive end. And the play was going right off of his butt. And he just missed the block, and the guy made the play. High formation again. Here's the handoff, McCoy. And he will get back up to the original line of scrimmage to pick up of three yards. It'll be third down and 10 from the 43. 9.35 to go and counting here in the fourth quarter as Columbia trails 14-7 to Spring Hill here in Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Jordan Davis checks into the ballgame. And Malik Smith will check out. An obvious passing down for Columbia here. Creeping towards nine minutes to play. Anxious to see if Warren Davis can get another good connection. You, you would certainly hope so. Moore back in the gun. He will check down to Caden McCoy, who makes one man miss, and then he's belted by Allen Alderson at the 40-yard line. It's going to be fourth down and seven from the 40. Columbia's going to have to go for it here. But now they're going to send the punt team out. They do send the punt team out. Still a lot of time, 8.30 to go. Columbia with all three timeouts, but they just burned one there. Columbia just burned a timeout. We'll take one with them. 8.35 to go. Columbia trails 14-7. You're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Foster Insurance Agency is a locally owned independent agency and a proud member of the insurers of Tennessee. Foster represents many top-rated insurance companies such as Auto Owners Insurance. The great team at Foster has been servicing Columbia and surrounding areas in Middle Tennessee since 1952 and offers many commercial and personal insurance products. Call Mike Ford or Jimmy Ford today at 931-388-8365 or stop by their convenient location at 204 West 4th Street in Columbia, Tennessee. This is WKRM 103.7 Columbia, Tennessee. You're home for the Columbia Central Lions for over 75 years. Welcome back in to Columbia Central football. 8.35 to go, and the offense comes back out on a fourth down and seven. It's not panic mode if you don't pick this up, but it's getting pretty close to that. Moore under center. Pressure coming. Fakes the handoff to McCoy. Time is running out. He will try and run for it, and he's not going to get there. And that is a late hit. But they're not going to throw the flag. It's unbelievable. And now defense is going to have to come out and bail the offense out once again. Only seven points on the board for Columbia's offense tonight. Burton Moore shows some confusion as to why that wasn't called. Yeah, he sure did. I obviously hit on the sideline, and it was not called. He was about three yards short from the line of the game, picked up about four. 8.23 to go fourth quarter as Columbia's defense is back on the field. Jason Barnett back in the ball game at middle linebacker. And obviously Spring Hill going to come in right now and try and run off as much clock as they possibly can. Front seven for Columbia will be at a premium here. Tarman in the gun. Trey Isaac right behind him. Here's a snap. Hand off Isaac, and he's met behind the line of scrimmage, wrapped up by Malik Smith, and he'll be taken down 
for a loss of about a half a yard on the play. Excellent penetration by Jaravius Hall that time. Malik Smith comes in and cleans it up. It'll be second down and 10 from the 36-yard line of Spring Hill. Clock continues to roll under eight minutes to go. Murray County Public Schools game of the week. Here from Lindsey Nelson Stadium, Columbia and Spring Hill. Columbia trails 14-7. As Spring Hill now trying to run off as much clock as they possibly can. It's now officially second down and 11. It was a loss of one on that last play. They'll run it this time. Read option. He fumbles the ball. Fumbles the ball. Fumbles the ball. And it looks like Columbia's on top of it. It looks like Columbia got it. We're waiting for the signal. They do. Columbia had the Yes. It was a read option to the right side. Harmon tried to pitch it at the last second to Martin, and Martin has not had very sure hands tonight. He muffed a kickoff, set them up on the five-yard line, which led to a Columbia touchdown. This time he fumbles at the Spring Hill 35-yard line. Columbia recovers. I believe it was Jordan Davis, and Columbia set up with great field position, first and 10 at the 35-yard line of Spring Hill. Lions are showing momentum on the field right now. Let's see what they can do with it. Richard Powers enters the ball game as well as Tylee Davis at wide receiver. Snap to Moore in the gun. He's looking to throw, and he's wrapped up, and he's going to be taken down, and Tylee Davis was in the area. So hopefully that won't be an intentional grounding. If Davis wasn't around that ball, it definitely would have been an intentional grounding call. But I believe we avoided that. 7-18 to go, fourth quarter. Second down and 10, no flag. Moore's going to set up in the gun. Caden McCoy on his left hip. Powers, Frierson, Haggard, and Tylee Davis, your wide receivers. Snap to Moore, looking to throw. He's got Davis. It's almost intercepted inside the 30-yard line. It'll be third down and 10 from the 35. Another third down and long for this Columbia offense is not what they need. This, deep, this offense thrives in third and manageable situations, which means you've got to pick up four, five, and six on first and second down to have a shot at this thing. The percentages really go down once you pass that third down and eight and nine and 10 threshold which is exactly what Columbia is in right now. Jordan Davis comes into the ballgame. There's the snap. Moore looking to throw. He's got Haggard down the middle of the field, and that's a late hit, or an early hit on Haggard. He was hit well before the ball got there by Blaze Martin. And guess what? No flag. No flag on the play. Unbelievable. Blaze Martin hit Justice Haggard well before the ball reached his hands. And there was no flag on the play. Columbia's offense will stay on the field. Impressive long ball by Moore there. It was a perfect pass right to Haggard, and he had him. With a terrible no call by this officiating crew once again. Fourth down and ten. Columbia is going to have to go for it. Seven minutes to go. They bring pressure. And a false start on Columbia before the play is snapped. It'll be fourth down and 15. And now Columbia's going to have to punt. 
terrible offensive showing right there from Columbia. As they net negative five yards on that possession. Luis Garcia out to punt, receiving the snap from Cole Castillo, the freshman. This has been a rough unit the whole season. Good snap from Castile and a good kick from Luis Garcia as the ball will be fair caught by William Bailey at the 15-yard line. Columbia's defense will have to come out once again and continue to bail out this offense. It was a good, good, some good snaps tonight from Cole Castile who has struggled over the course of this season. Had a couple of bad snaps yesterday in practice, but he has been solid tonight. Don't want to jinx him. I'll knock on the table here uh, as Columbia's defense comes back onto the field. Need, need another big stop, at least one more big stop from this Columbia defense to set this offense up in better field position than they have been. Even though they've been set up in some pretty good field position and haven't taken advantage of it. Here's the handoff to Isaac. He finds a little bit of space. Gain of four up to the 20-yard line. It'll actually be a gain of five. Second down and five. Clock under seven to go. 640 on the clock and rolling. Trying to run as much time off of that clock as possible. Spring Hill coaches trying to hold them up as they were about to snap the ball with 30 seconds on the play clock. And now they're going to try and run it down all the way to its final seconds. They'll probably snap it inside of 10. They snap it out 11. Handoff Isaac. He's wrapped up and stopped immediately behind the line of scrimmage. It's going to be a loss of one yard. It'll be third down and six from the Spring Hill 19-yard line. Actually, they give him that yard back. No gain. Third down and five from the 20. It is vital. It is vital right here that Columbia does not jump off sides. They've been extremely undisciplined all year. They've even jumped off a few times tonight. They have got to get the message that they have got to watch this football. Motion by the tight end wing back to the left side. Trey Isaac in the backfield next to Harmon. He takes the snap and a false start from Spring Hill. Finally, we get a call. Nice play call right there. It was officially a third down and six. It'll now be a third down and 11 situation for Spring Hill with 5.30 to go here in the fourth quarter of play. Anijah Hildreth checking into the ball game in place of Tristan Harden, who's always been a hustler. He sprints to the sideline. I love to see that. Me too. He's a good kid. Huge play, 5.14 to go. Harmon in the backfield in the gun. Isaac right behind him. Takes the snap. Hands off to Isaac. He's got a little bit of space, but only picks up about four yards. It'll be fourth down and six for Spring Hill at the Columbia 19-yard line. And their punting unit will come in. Clement comes in. It's Tylee Davis back deep to receive the punt after Justice Haggard muffed one. Tylee had the spectacular opening kickoff return 
to the Spring Hill 35-yard line to set them up. Here's the punt, and it'll be fielded by Davis. He muffed it, but he falls back on it at the 47-yard line. Another almost disastrous. Tylee Davis almost muffed that punt. So with 14, 418 to go in the fourth quarter, Columbia's offense, maybe their last crack at it in regulation. They're going to have to get on the board here. Um, I, think it's, I think it's time to start panicking just a little bit, just a little bit. I think keeping emotions emotions are high. Let's be steady and have foundational football out here. I no you, offsides. Yes. Have to have to be smart. No penalties. Gotta have six on this possession. 418 to go. I formation. Moore fakes the handoff. He's in the looking, pocket. And he's gonna try and chuck it out to Haggard now, and Haggard drops it. Goes through Haggard's hands. Second down and 10. 4.16 to go. Columbia, two timeouts remaining. Spring Hill with three. They lead this one 14-7. 4.16 to go in the fourth quarter. We are going to have to be blocking for more if you want to see a play be made by him. Absolutely. He's had a little bit of time, but may need a little bit more. No pun intended. Burton Moore. I see more what time. you did yeah. there. Yeah, that's good. Here's Moore in the gun, high snap, high catches snap. it with one hand, and he's going to check it down to Caden McCoy, and it goes off of his hands. So two passes from Burton Moore that sailed just a little bit. Haggard and McCoy, both of them could not hang on to the football. It's third down and ten. only good thing that comes out of this, if you don't pick this thing up, you have only burned seven seconds off of the clock during this drive. you still got two timeouts. Only 18 seconds to go, and Burton Moore is still on the sideline. Now down to 13 as he finally gets to the huddle with 10 seconds to go. They're going to have to get up to the line quickly. We're going to need some coverage on the field here if you want to see the Lions do Five anything. Five seconds on the play clock. Three, two, one. Finally gets the snap off. He's looking to throw. He's got K.J. Frierson at the 50, and he goes forward to the 45 for a gain of about eight yards. It'll be fourth down and two from the Spring Hill 45. And you got to think Columbia with only two yards to go is going to attempt to pick up this fourth down conversion. Moore back into the huddle. 350 and counting in regulation. Moore up to the line. I formation takes the snap, gives McCoy. He's got a lane, and he got right to the sticks. We'll see if it's a first down. Still waiting on a signal. He picked it up. He picked up the first down. First down, Columbia Lions at the Spring Hill 43-yard line. That's pivotal right now. It sure is. In the true sense of the word, that was a pivotal, pivotal play right there. As Columbia picks up the first down, they get new life. They're still going to have to hurry up a little bit. They're moving a little bit slow, 3.20 to go. 
Moore in the shotgun, looking to throw, and he's going to throw it's it high. over the okay. head of Tylee Davis. That time, an early hit is called. Pass interference is going to be the call on Spring Hill, or it better be. And it is pass interference on Spring Hill. That should be a 15-yard penalty. An automatic first down for Columbia, 310 to go in this football game. From the line of scrimmage. They'll march it up past the 35. Inside the 30 now. And it'll be downed at the 27-yard line. That's where Columbia will have a first down. First down and 10 for Columbia at the 27. 3-10 to go. Burton Moore looking to throw, and he's got Jordan Deep. Davis. That was another pass interference. you got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. I'm about Where to punch. Is the flag? I'm literally about to punch through this window in the press box. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that's not called. That was a second earlier than the one that was just called. I don't think this back judge has a flag in his pocket or else he would have thrown that. That's Absolutely insane. That's unbelievable. Second down and 10 from the Spring Hill 27, 3.03 to go. More in the gun. Motions out. Caden McCoy. They'll throw it to him on the right side. He's got a little bit of room. 25, oh, 20, 15, and he'll be taken down there. 15-yard line and a first down for Columbia as McCoy picks up the first down. As you can hear Dan James calling out that first down as well. The Middle Tennessee bone and joint first down Lions. And Columbia has got a little bit to work with as the clock goes under three minutes to play. They bring in the heavy package now. Britton and Malik Smith come into the ball game. Frierson and Tylee Davis check out. Probably going to see an eye formation here as the clock continues to roll inside of two minutes and 30 seconds to play. Eye formation. They'll hand off to McCoy, and he is taken down behind the line of scrimmage. There were three or four white jerseys in the backfield at the same level as Burton Moore handing off the ball. It's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. 2.10 to go. It'll be second down at 11. Loss of one on that play. As Moore gets back into the huddle. Formation was wrong, but they're not going to call a timeout. The guys up here are asking for one, and they will get one off. 142 to play. Columbia trails 14 to 7. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. It's a quick timeout. Be right back after this. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. 
Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family-owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. This is WKRM 103.7 FM and 1340 AM, the home for the Columbia Central Lions for the past 75 years. Back out of the timeout break, a minute and 42 seconds to go here from Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Columbia trails by a touchdown, 14-7 to the Spring Hill Raiders. High formation, second down and 11. They'll fake to McCoy. Trying to get he's it to deep, the corner. He's deep, he's in the end zone. Oh, oh, it's it. complete, it's complete. Floyd Davis caught the one ball at the one-yard line. He went up and lost Blaze Martin. He put that man on a poster. Jordan Davis with an outstanding grab. The kid who's being recruited as a defensive back. Don't want to put him under the bus. Gave up a touchdown, but just made the biggest play of the night so far for Columbia. Moore under the gun. He's going to try and sneak this thing in there, and I don't think he got there. Got about to the one-inch line. Minute and 18 seconds to go. Now ticking under 15. They'll line up in the QB sneak formation once again. He'll try and sneak it again. And this time he is pushed into the end zone. Touchdown, Columbia. Touchdown, Lions. The Lions come within one point of the Spring Hill Raiders with 59 seconds to play in regulation. Now for an all-important extra point from Luis Garcia. Once again, Hunter Woody to hold, Tyler Huckabee to snap it, and Luis Garcia for the most important extra point of his entire life. Snap, set, kick, in. It's good, it's good. Good. Columbia ties it up with 59 seconds to play, 14-14. What an unbelievable play by Jordan Davis to catch that ball inside the one-yard line, and then Burton Moore with a one-yard touchdown run to finish it off on a quarterback sneak. Wow! Seeing the momentum pick up on the sidelines here, looks like the boys in purple are getting excited. Well, you would hope so. Goodness gracious. If they're not, I am. Shouldn't be this close. Now Columbia back to the defense for 59 seconds. Hopefully they can get a stop or a turnover. And maybe we can end this thing in regulation. If not, we're going to overtime. 14-14 with 59 seconds to play. Luis Garcia going to set this thing up to boot it away back to Spring Hill. Can't have any mistakes if you're a Columbia Lion at this point. Spring Hill 2-4. and four. Columbia 3-3, three and 1-1 three, one and one on the region. Here's the kickoff from Garcia. It's a high short kick to about the 12-yard line. And the tackle is going to be finally made by Chris Caffey at the 34. Good return from number 22, Patrick Bunch. Junior running back for the Raiders. Takes it up to the 34-yard line, 51 seconds to play. Spring Hill with three timeouts left in their bag. Columbia 
going to have to outright stop them here. Because with three timeouts, 51 seconds is a long time. Cannot even let them sniff field goal range here. Turnover, stop. Or a scoop and score or a pick six. That's all we can have. Here's the play. It's Avery Martin who's wrapped up in the backfield. Malik Smith pushes him out of bounds after he gets back to the line of scrimmage. No gain on the play. Second down and ten. Clock continues to roll. I don't know if it's supposed to continue to roll as if he goes out of bounds. I think it does, though. I think that's correct. Under 30 seconds to play. Spring Hill not calling their timeouts. 25 seconds to play. Spring Hill, hard count. Under 20 to play. And a timeout going to be taken by Spring Hill with 15 seconds to play, second down and 10 from the 34-yard line. We'll keep it right here. I don't know if I can handle a break right now. As Columbia and Spring Hill are tied up, 14 apiece, with 15 seconds to go here in the fourth quarter of play. Spring Hill now with two timeouts remaining, Columbia with one. And you've got to imagine Spring Hill is going to play this one safe and play for overtime here. I don't think anyone expected the game to be going into overtime tonight. You would be right about that. Once again, it's Lewis Maddox, Bailey Tate on the call here tonight from Lindsey Nelson Stadium. It's also the Murray County Public Schools Game of the Week on 101.7 WKOM and 103.7 FM WKRM. Teams are finally breaking out of their sideline huddles and going back to the field of play. Caleb Clanton in there at middle linebacker in place of Jason Barnett. Once again, 15 seconds to play, second down and 10. Spring Hill moving left to right from the 34-yard line of Spring Hill. Haggard back deep at safety. Roland Manning also back deep. He's playing back. Now they put 26 seconds on the clock. They add on 11 seconds. 26 seconds to play. Those 11 seconds will make a big difference here. They sure can. With two timeouts, Spring Hill's got to make it about... About 25 to 30 yards for even a, a chance at a field goal here. Don't know how big the leg of Clements is. Here's a snap. Harmon looking to throw. Now he's rolling out to the right. He's got it complete to Kelly. And Kelly breaks out of the tackle of Autry Smith, and he's taken down a first down play up to the Columbia 47. And Spring Hill takes a timeout. Now 15 seconds to play. And Spring Hill is down to their final timeout as they pick up a first down there. Set up on Columbia is officially the 48-yard line with a first down. I'm getting sick to my stomach. You're not the only one. One more play like that, and they might have an opportunity with another broken tackle to attempt to kick this thing. Getting uncomfortably close to field goal range for the Raiders. 
Still not in plus territory, but another play like that previous one, and they're going to be right there. Harmon leads his team back out onto the field. 14-14, 15 seconds to play fourth quarter. Columbia's defense back out on the field. Tristan Harden back in at nose guard. Quan Sims down here covering William Bailey, who just made that last reception. First and 10 from the 48. Here's the snap to Harmon. Pressure in his face and holding right there, but a drop ball this time from Bailey. The pressure was good on Bailey and Harmon. Whole lot of holding going on back there around Harmon, but you probably guessed it. No one threw a flag. Harden comes back in. Anijah Hildreth goes in for him. Nine seconds to play. Clock stopped on that last play. Second down and 10 from the 48-yard line of Spring Hill. All-important couple of plays for Columbia's defense here. Harmon all by himself in the backfield. Pressure's coming, floating down the field, and out of bounds is the throw towards Clement and Davis in coverage. It'll be third down and 10 with five seconds to play. Spring Hill with one timeout remaining. I don't know if they can get off a play in time here and kick a field and call the timeout, then get the field goal team out there and kick it. They've been averaging a little more than five seconds per play. They have to get it off rather quick, and they've got to go a long, long ways. And we do Flag have, yeah, there's 12 on the field. Corbin Williams came into the game and nobody else came out. Obviously he was sent in there, but I don't think the person who was supposed to come out knew he was supposed to come out and Columbia takes the five yard penalty for illegal substitution. That moves Spring Hill up to the Columbia 47. We still have 12 on the field. Somebody's got to come out. Got to call a timeout here. We're going to have to call a timeout. Anijah Hildreth finally runs off the field, and that should be 11. Five seconds to play, and now Columbia takes a timeout. We'll take a timeout with him as this nonsense gets sorted out. Five seconds to play, fourth quarter, tied up at 14. We'll be right back after this. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. This is WKRM 103.7 FM and 1340 AM, the home for the Columbia Central Lions for the past 75 years. Welcome back in. Five seconds on the clock. Spring Hill with a third down and five after an illegal substitution penalty from Columbia. I don't know if they're going to try anything here or keep it conservative. It is 
Harmon all alone in the shotgun. They're going to try something here. They throw it all the way down the field, and it's incomplete. Incomplete pass. Regulation is over, and we're tied at 14 apiece. And we will go into overtime. We'll take another timeout. Stick with us. This is Columbia Central High School football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. The Medicare annual enrollment period starts October 15th, and Murray Regional Health wants to make sure you have all the information you need before enrolling or changing your plan. Murray Regional will host the free Your Medicare in 2024 seminar at the Murray Regional Annex at 1223 Trotwood Avenue in Columbia on November 3rd, where experts will explain Medicare plan changes and answer any questions about enrollment. No registration is necessary to attend. For more information, go to murrayregional.com. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. This is WKRM 103.7 Columbia, Tennessee. Your home for the Columbia Central Lions for over 75 years. Welcome back in to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Lewis Maddox, Bailey Tate on the call here from Marion Woolhoit Press Box. 14 all as we end regulation. We're going to overtime. Can't believe I'm saying that. Definitely not how tonight expected to go for me. Yes, absolutely. Me neither. Uh, but Spring Hill has come out here and played their hearts out. Uh, no other really way to put it. And some costly mistakes from Columbia. The muffed punt, the uh, the, the, the drive right there before uh, the first half whistle. Multiple offsides. Yes, multiple offsides. A lot of penalties, a lot of mistakes from Columbia uh, that have set Spring Hill up for success. And uh, we're going to play for overtime here as we're going to have another coin toss. And it'll be the captain... For Spring Hill is number nine, Avery Martin, who's had a pretty nice night running the football. And he's also had some costly mistakes, a fumble on a read option. Well, actually, really just a muff right there. And then a muff kick that set the Spring Hill offense up at the five-yard line, which ended up resulting in a touchdown for Columbia because of the good field position. Malik Smith, the captain for Columbia, had a solid defensive game himself, as always. He's missed a couple blocks on offense, though, uncharacteristic of him. They meet at midfield. It's been a relatively clean game between these two schools, considering the history and considering the rivalry. That has been shocking, to say the least. I feel like there's definitely been some good sportsmanship out there. Yes. Usually a lot of, a lot of not-so-nice exchanges between guys in these matchups. Well, the game's not over yet, Lewis. It sure isn't. If you think about it, we're really starting an an entire new game here as we go to overtime with a 14-14 tie at the end of regulation. And it looks like Columbia is going to be on defense first. It will be the Spring Hill offense out first. And if I'm correct, I think these are college rules set up at the 25-yard line. Each team gets an opportunity to score. 
Actually set up at the 10-yard line, so it's a little bit closer than college, which is the 25. So Spring Hill will get it at the 10, and Columbia will have an opportunity to get a stop right here. They do get a stop. They'll get the ball back. If they score, they win. They hold them to zero points. A field goal would win this game for Columbia. But a field goal for Spring Hill does not win them the ball game on this possession. Harmon all alone in the shotgun. Here comes Martin. They fake the sweep to him, and he, Harmon, trucks trucks forward all the way down to about the two-yard line. A good gain on first down. It'll be second down and goal from the two. Not a good start for Columbia's defense. Eight-yard pickup. Harmon once again all alone in the backfield. Here's the snap to him, and now it's an, it's actually the jet sweep this time. And a great tackle, an unbelievable tackle by Jordan Davis all the way back at the nine, a loss of six. Jordan Davis with one of the best tackles that we've seen tonight. And Davis is looking at himself, possibly a Caring Hearts Home Health Care Player of the Game Award tonight. And this is one of the biggest plays of the evening. Biggest play to this point for sure. Martin on the left hip of Harmon. Two wide receivers out wide, one wing back, one tight end. Split opposite sides. Harmon going to try and take this thing himself, and he's going to be tackled at the four-yard line by Jordan Davis. Davis continues to make some big plays for the Lions tonight. He sure does. Richard Powers also in there on that tackle, who subbed in for just a play on that third down. It's fourth down and four. Fourth down and goal for Spring Hill. And I don't really know what Spring Hill is planning on doing yet. Harmon is coming out of the ball game. And they're going to kick it. Bailey to hold. Clement to kick. He's standing on his 12-yard line. It'll be a 22-yard field goal. And a false start. A false start. False start. A false start from the Raiders. As the left guard, number 68, Karsten Chrisman couldn't hold his water. They'll back it up five yards, and that is a huge penalty as it makes this field goal now a little bit harder. It'll be a 27-yard attempt from this point. Oh, my gosh. I cannot stop shaking. Now set up at the 16-yard line. It's officially... A 26-yard attempt. Bailey to hold. Clement to kick. There's the snap. Set. Kick is on the way. It's good. It's good. It snuck right inside the left upright. Spring Hill leads 17-14. But a great job by the Columbia defense after giving up an 8-yard run on play number one to come back and hold the Spring Hill offense to three points. Now Columbia, all they have to do is get 10 yards, get into the end zone, and we can all go home, and I can stop shaking. I think my heart is about to jump out of my body. Deep breaths, Lewis, deep breaths. The Lions will come through. 
If they can't get 10 yards, they'll have to settle for three, and we'll go another round. That was a close call with the kick there, but it did seem to be good. 17-14, Spring Hill leads. First and goal, Columbia from the 10-yard line, moving towards the tunnel, left to right. Eye formation, Burton Moore hands off McCoy. He gets a good gain to the 4-5, 3-yard line. Columbia is set up on the 2-yard line. And run it again, please. Eye formation, right up the middle. Let's get out of here. Coach Morris sent in his play call. Columbia second and goal from the two-yard line. Columbia in the huddle. 20 on the play clock as they come to the line of scrimmage. Moore is going to be under center. Two tight ends. Malik Smith at fullback. Caden McCoy right behind him. Hand off McCoy. And he is Touchdown, Columbia walks it off in overtime. They win it 20 to 17. Go Lions. Yes. Yes. Columbia extends the series lead 25 to 1 on a walk-off overtime touchdown by Caden McCoy. The Lions stormed the end zone. The Lions continue to reign over Spring Hill since Woo! 2003. All right, I'm going to calm down now. Deep breaths, wow. Lewis, deep breaths. Both these teams will line up at midfield as Bill Draper shakes the cowbell. Final score from Lindsey Nelson Stadium. 20 to 17. And there's a medical situation going down on the field right now. As People are not, they're telling everybody to not go down to the field yet. Can't tell who that is. I think it may be a fan. Yes, it looks like it. Had one a few weeks ago, and now another one as somebody's being gurneyed off here. So not a good, uh, not a good end to this ball game. Yeah, somebody is, can't tell who it is, obviously, but hoping and praying that that person is okay. Yes, thoughts and prayers there. Um, the excitement of the game yes. gets, gets to all of us. Yes. Doesn't look like there's a extreme rush to get them out of here, so hopefully not as serious as it may have seemed at first. EMS on scene, and they do have a gurney right there, and they're going to roll that gurney out of here. And we'll take a quick timeout. Once again, Columbia walks it off. A two-yard touchdown run by Caden McCoy. And they win 20-17. to We'll take a quick timeout, come back and wrap this thing up right after this as Columbia extends their win total to four. They're four and three and now two and one in the region. Take a quick timeout. This is Columbia Central Alliance football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. 
The Medicare annual enrollment period starts October 15th, and Murray Regional Health wants to make sure you have all the information you need before enrolling or changing your plan. Murray Regional will host the free Your Medicare in 2024 seminar at the Murray Regional Annex at 1223 Trotwood Avenue in Columbia on November 3rd, where experts will explain Medicare plan changes and answer any questions about enrollment. No registration is necessary to attend. For more information, go to murrayregional.com. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. This is WKRM 103.7 FM and 1340 AM, the home for the Columbia Central Lions for the past 75 years. And we are back here from Marion Wilhoit Press Box, Lindsey Nelson Stadium, as once again your final score, Columbia 20, Spring Hill 17 from Lindsey Nelson Stadium. The Lions barely escape. They go to overtime, a valiant effort by Spring Hill, taking the Columbia Lions to overtime and unfortunately for the Spring Hill not being able to get it done. The, the series record for Columbia extends 25-1 to 1 now. The last win was in 2003 for Spring Hill, 33-36 to 36 here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. But once again, the final score, 20-17. to 17. Columbia outlasts Spring Hill High School in their home stadium of Lindsey Nelson Stadium on a two-yard walk-off touchdown run by Caden McCoy. Yes, uh, and uh, just to recap a little bit, uh, Columbia came out unbelievably flat in this game. Well, I really wouldn't call it that, but Spring Hill just came out really, really amped up to play this football game. Obviously, a lot of heartbroken guys over there still sitting on the grass. Uh, A field-storming moment for Columbia. Um, But, yeah, a 7-0 lead at halftime for Spring Hill as they drove 80 yards for a touchdown and scored on the final play from scrimmage of the first half of play. And they come out after halftime. Columbia ties it up with a one-yard Burton Moore touchdown run. And uh, then Spring Hill answers. They drive right back down the field, score one. And we're tied up at 14 apiece after a uh, Jordan Davis unbelievable catch from him down inside the one-yard line. And um, then Burton Moore finishes it off with a quarterback sneak right there to tie it up at 14. We remain right there until the end of regulation going into overtime. Spring Hill gets the ball first and they take it all the way down to the two-yard line on the first play, just the same as Columbia did. But then on the next play, they run a jet sweep to Avery Martin. He's taken down at about the nine-yard line. Then from there, they get stopped and they get pushed back by a false start on the field goal. They make the field goal. They take the lead 17-14. to in overtime, Columbia gets the ball back. One run by Caden McCoy down to the two-yard line. And then McCoy finishes it off on a power run play off of left guard to seal this thing up. Columbia once again gets it done 20-17 to in overtime on a walk-off touchdown. Bailey, your thoughts on, on tonight's action and, and your first game in the booth as well, personally. Well, Lewis, um, first of all, I just want to say thank you for having me. It sure has been so much fun being able to listen to you just explain the game and 
I can't just I can't give you kudos enough for all the knowledge that you have. So that's been great. So thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, as far as the game, you know, I feel like there's definitely some good calls and some bad calls um, from the officials. I think that there was some great plays made by several of the Lions players and Spring Hill as well. You know, Spring Hill came in as an underdog and. I was a little bit nervous there for a little bit, but super happy that the Lions came through and got that win there. Um, overall, I feel like it's been great sportsmanship and just continuously pushing through whenever, you know, it doesn't, doesn't look too easy. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Columbia faced a lot of adversity tonight, some that they really didn't expect to face tonight. You know, a lot of, a lot of uh, crap talking, I guess we can call it, back and forth between these two schools. Uh, a lot of social media stuff, a lot of uh, personal stuff towards individual players and teams. Um, but Columbia ultimately prevails tonight. And, uh, you know, this game is always a, a hard-fought game because of the rivalry that it is. Columbia once again comes out on top 20-17. to 17. Right now we're going to finally pick somebody different than Caden McCoy. He's won this award four times out of five that we've done it on the season. But I think I'm going to have, even though Caden scored the game-winning touchdown in overtime, my caring heart's home health care of Columbia, player of the game, is going to be Jordan Davis tonight. Don't know his exact stats, but he was an unbelievable player on both sides of the ball tonight. Did give up one touchdown for Spring Hill to go up right there uh, to Bailey in the end zone on a quick slant. Gave up that touchdown at cornerback, but came right back down the field. Made an unbelievable grab on our left side of the end zone over here towards the concession stands, if you're familiar with Lindsey Nelson Stadium, inside the one-yard line. Moss Blaze Martin inside that one-yard line. And then Columbia went on to tie this game up, send it to overtime. And then the, the most even more important play right after that uh, was Jordan Davis right after uh, in overtime on their first possession, Spring Hill went down to the two-yard line. A fantastic tackle by Jordan Davis at the nine-yard line to give the Columbia defense a chance to force a field goal and then the touchdown right after that. So Jordan Absolutely. Davis, once again, the Caring Hearts Home Health Care of Columbia, player of the game tonight. I'm sure the guys back at the station will be happy to make a graphic with a different player on it. No hate towards McCoy, but... Yes, Jordan Davis, once again, the Caring Hearts Home Health Care of Columbia, player of the game. And I'll go ahead and make the play of the game, Jordan Davis's tackle in overtime to really ultimately force that field goal and give Columbia an opportunity to win on the ensuing possession. Bailey, any last thoughts for tonight? I think you've pretty much summed it all up. Um, just go Lions. Absolutely. And uh, that'll be about it for us tonight. Murray County Public Schools Game of the Week. Central gets it done over Spring Hill 20-17 to in overtime. And uh, that's going to do it. 101.7 WKOM, 103.7 WKRM from Marion Woolhook. Press box overlooking Lindsey Nelson Stadium, which is still abuzz with people down on the field. Good night for Lewis Maddox and Bailey Tate.